Welcome to the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Sadal. We're all about highlighting self-help, positive psychology, and books on well-being. We share the content and actionable advice so you can make normal life extraordinary. We are a community of lifelong learners, high achievers, and busy people. Get ready for your download so you can live life happy. I'm your host and addicted to reading, Andrea Seidel. Hey there, Andrea here. I'm so excited because I have such an awesome guest on the show. And now I know I say this all the time that books are like a package of wisdom, um, someone's experience. It's a whole gift that we can read and insight into their world. Books provide us with so much knowledge and just nuggets of wisdom. And let's face it, the authors put so much love and energy and attention into their books. And so today is no exception. We are going to talk all about the book, Still Standing, From Self-Loathing to Self-Love, The Art of Turning Pain into Power. Now, oh my gosh, I don't know about you, but sometimes do you find yourself struggling to get out of bed or do you feel like you maybe see yourself as a failure and, but you know that you're a really genuine good person who cares? So this book is going to be a book that you're going to want to get your hands on. I am so honored and thrilled to have the author of this book, S. Jane Brennan, on the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Andrea. It's a pleasure to be here. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself first? So it's um, this is a book that speaks to the journey that I've been on. So to know me, I am the definition of success in the, in financial or personal or, you know, in, in, in traditional terms. Um, but I'm someone who's been through some su- significant ups and downs, had some very significant losses, uh, been a victim of trauma. And as many of us are, women in particular, been the only one of who I was in the workplace. So it's a, I'm someone who's become very successful by all major attributes, but I've, I've had a journey that I think almost anybody could relate to. There are pieces of my journey that, uh, that most people have probably been through. So the, the point of the book and the point of, of being on this podcast today and the point of putting my story out in the world is really to let people know that regardless of your worst day, regardless of whether you fit in, you don't fit in. I've always considered myself someone who didn't fit in. I've always felt like I was an other. No matter you know who you are, or what you've been through, there's an opportunity to be successful and be genuinely happy in the end. And that's a word I really use very sparingly. I would not ever say that I was a happy person. I think people who know me might not use that word when they describe me, but in the end, you can be a happy person. So I guess when you ask me who I am or, or what I am, I'm, I'm today a very happy person that's had to put a lot of my life behind me and in context to get where I am today. 
And I have to say, after being a big part of your book and just the reading and hearing your story, um, it your vulnerability touched me in so many ways. And I have to say also, there are so many times where I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm not alone. Like that, that happens to me. It's like, sometimes we feel like almost ashamed or we feel we feel almost guilty for feeling that feeling of not wanting to get out of bed in the morning or just, you know what? I don't want to face the world today. I just want to, you know, chill and, and lie in bed and, and, and that's all I want to do. Or, you know, I just, your book is so powerful in the fact that it makes us, it makes the reader, it makes us feel like we're not alone. And for, for someone who has, you know, built themselves up to such a remarkable position in your career and just built yourself up. And I still, to this day, you always surprise me. It's like, what else have you done? <laughs> like you are just an incredible woman that um, from outsider looking in, you are so strong, you are so resilient. And after hearing your story, it just, it, it, really exemplifies why you are the strong, incredible woman that you are, but it also what it does to us, the readers, it just makes us feel like almost giving us permission to be human. And it gives us permission to understand, you know what, if she can do it, I can do it. And I just love the title of your book. It still makes me sing that song. I'm still <laughs> standing. Now you don't want to hear me sing, but it's such a good book because Yes, even though you've been knocked down, you've got back up, you're still standing, you get knocked down, you're still standing, knocked down. And so the reader, I just, I really want to celebrate um, how powerful this is that you shared your vulnerability. And I can't thank you enough um, for, for sharing your vulnerability. Can you tell us a little bit about how that happened for you or why you wanted to write this book and share your, your story? Yeah, that's an excellent question because I'm questioning myself as I'm sitting here in this podcast. Why, why have I shared my story? Why, why, did, why did I do this? And this has been about a 10-year journey. And throughout my career, many of the women who've worked with me around me have said, you know, you need to tell your story. You need to write a book. You have a great story. I have done many, many things in my life. And I, I'm a very accomplished person. And I think that final catalyst was I've had it pieces of it written uh, in the last six months. And I talk about this in the book doing, going through a process of doing a vision board. But before you do the vision board, you really have to dig deep. And, and a friend of mine does this uh, professionally. And I'd gotten to the point in my life where I, where I was like, you can let the past continue to drag you down and take energy from you every day, or you can just let it go. And I really was at a crossroads. Um, I just turned 60. And, you know, to be <laughs> be honest, I don't have that, you know, there's not that much time left. And, and it, it got to that point where every day I wake up playing the same reel of, of trauma and grief. My dad died when I was five. It was very significant to me. It's still significant to me today. And then the kind of the, the flywheel of negativity that, that transpired from that and the, the, the things that I've done to, to keep moving forward every day. And, you know, the old tortoise and the hare, I'm just the tortoise, just keep putting one foot in front of the other. And I think what really hit home for me is my oldest child is trans. My youngest child did not get to graduate from high school because she graduated during COVID. 
and the, the amount of negative media and things are so negative and life seems so hopeless. And I'm thinking if I would, you know, I've thought that in my life, but I was always able to pick myself up and I've always had great people around me. So I'm not, this is not a, this is an individual story, but it's also a collective story. And I thought it's really important today for the collective that I need to be part of that collective. A lot of people picked me up and, you know, put me back on track throughout my, throughout my life. And if my story and what I've lived through can help someone else, you know, I mean, you know, there's the expression hope dies last. And, and I, and if you, I feel today, you know, teenage suicide, the, the things that, that, that people are going through, the only reason you go through that is because you don't have hope. And I believe in my life somewhere deep down from, you know, the, the, the people around me, the, the, you know, my, my family of origin always gave me hope. There was always a reason for me to get up, get up off the ground. Cause there were many days I could have just laid down and stayed down and I always came back up. So my, my hope is that this story resonates with people who need it today. And maybe it's taken me so long to write this and publish it because I was, you know, my energy had to match the energy of the universe. And, and today that, that collective energy, but, but I, you know, I can't imagine a 13 year old because I was that 13 year old who decided that life wasn't worth living. I've been through that. And I think about it today as someone who's lived so much life, um, I want to grab every 13 year old out there and tell them there is, there's something out there for you. You don't give up, don't give in, you, you know, you, you're, you may be bullied, you know, you may be poor, you may feel like you don't fit in, you may feel like you're othered and people today are just othering each other. And it's like, stop. Nobody knows anybody's story. Nobody knows what they've been through. Most people, I, you know, if you just look at me on LinkedIn or a piece of paper or, or whatever, I might, I would gather 90% of the people would have no idea what I've been through. I think they would assume that I came from means and, you know, and, and I had an easy life or how else could you be successful unless that happened? And, and that's, that's just not, that's not my story. And I don't think my story, uh, when I say it's not that unique, I, you know, there are pieces of it. I hope, you know, I would hope other people have not gone through, but, but I know they have. And I just want there to be, I wanted to be a piece of positive energy in the universe right now. And I think the, my, you know, my own family, you know, my, my children and I, you know, we're out there trying to make a, a difference in the world and everybody's doing it in a different way. And if, if I can take that, my story and, and the energy that I feel just from the people around me and make the world a better place, that's, uh, that's why I decided to be, to be vulnerable because it would be very easy to have written this book and put it on a shelf because I needed to get the poison out of my body. Um, but since it's already written, then running into you, which was, you know, a completely serendipitous thing, getting connected with you. So just a lot of, a lot of signs out there that, that this story mattered and was important today. Oh my gosh. And your vulnerability. And I love that, that thought of just wrapping every 13 year old, you know, with this hope and your story really does offer 
a huge amount of hope for the reader. And it is that hope is that wonderful ingredient that makes you feel and it's it's always I always say that hope is that emotion that is the only positive emotion that can kind of appear and be like there amongst other emotions such as fear and anger and frustration like hope is that one piece that positive emotion that can help us get through some really really challenging times and and your book really does offer so much hope and um and just if people can connect with you as you wrote this book and i just want to celebrate the the vulnerability that it did take and also the healing path for you that of writing your words and sharing your story. And then I just want to celebrate the fact that you're not just putting it on the shelf <laughs> like many of us do and that yeah. you are bringing it to the world. And um, and yes, your book will have impact. It's going to leave legacy. And that's, you know, this book is, and I always say, even if your book touches one person, it is going to make a difference in that one person's life. You've done your job. Of course, we would love for your book to have a larger reach than that, but um it will, it will touch at least one person, if not, you know, millions. And so um, by you sharing your vulnerability and sharing your story of fighting some pretty serious demons and some serious situations, you know, and that you were in a place where you felt really, really low and, and multiple times throughout your life and that you're still standing. And that is your message, your common thread through your whole entire book, all about like building yourself back up, changing that reel in your, in your head. And so can you talk a little bit about this idea of if someone were reading or listening to us today and they're feeling, they're really feeling like it's hard to get up or it's hard to stay standing, so to speak. Um, what message would you have for them other than obviously grab your copy of your book? <laughs> the, um, when, when I think about, and you, you know, you talk about hope is emotion. The emotion I have lived most of my life with is shame because when something bad happens to you, and especially when you're a child, you assume that you caused it or that somehow you brought that on. And when, when something's happened to you, that's so that society looks at as such a, such a black mark against, you know, a human and especially a child that it's really starts to wear you down and, and you're like, well, there, there's has to be something wrong with me. And my, my message, my, my wish is that, anyone feeling shame, you know, feel anyone who gets up every morning and thinks I'm not good enough, you know, pick up the book and, and maybe there's some tactics in there. Maybe, maybe there's, there's some techniques that can help you help you through it, but everyone has value and don't let, you know, <laughs> I don't know if I can swear in a podcast or not, but don't let the bastards get you down, you know, there were a lot of bastards in my life and they got me down a lot, but I, but I had that innate ability as well as the community around me and go, go find a community. I mean, I know everybody's on zoom these days and I'm, I'm more old school. I'm out and about and, and, you know, go out and, and do things, but you know, people don't go to church anymore. You know, if, if it's a, I don't know if there's softball leagues, you know, what, whatever, is out there that book clubs, but try to find real human connection. And, and if you can find people that have things in common with you, it really makes all the difference in the world. And to your point, if the book only 
helps one person, then it's been a success. If you can only find one person that has something in common with you, it's a start. And, and it's that, you know, journey of a thousand steps. I, I think there's a book called atomic habits or small habits or something like that. You know, do, do something small, go walk around your block and just say hi to people. And even if you don't have a connection with them, it's just, just getting that human connection. But I really do hope that people come out of their houses and get back out to connecting with people. You will find something and, and something like going to a community center. I mean, you can, you don't like people go volunteer at an animal shelter, you know, go read to, you know, go read to kids in your old grade school or whatever, you know, find a place where not only you can have connection, but more importantly, you can, you can give back. There's so much wisdom. And, you know, I think the sad part about life is, is you get the wisdom at the end of your life and then the, the ability to impart it onto young people. It, it seems like when I was growing up, you know, older people were, there was an opportunity for them to impart wisdom to younger people. I, I think that that gap, you know, I know I've done it with my own family because my family lives in one part of the U.S. and we've moved to California. So my children grew up without family nearby. Uh, me having family nearby was is probably the difference between me being on this podcast today and me being on this planet today. And, you know, I don't want to be melodramatic, but but I but it really it really is. And so I broke that connection for them. And I, you know, I feel guilty about that. So are there ways if you are far away from from people that you feel that might be able to impart wisdom on you, you know, young people spending time with older people um, and older people interacting with younger people and learning about technology and learning about the world they live in rather than judge them, learn, you know, walk a mile in their shoes. They live in a very different world than, than we grew up in. So don't judge them, you know, try to understand them and then see if, if you can impart some wisdom. Oh, I love that compassion piece. And, and you never know what people are dealing with. And, and you touch on that many times in your book. And I, I just love that message too, to the listener to reach out, find community, get out in your community. And um, it's amazing how other, others around you can actually help you to, you know, stay standing and, and owning your power. And now in your book, you talk a lot, like my favorite part about your book is that you share your story, but then you at, you offer this wisdom. And I do agree, like books are little packages of wisdom that people can share. And it's so true. Like, why do we get so wise when we're older? But that's why we love books, right? Because then we can have the wisdom of the author um, really help us with their, with their insights and their, their knowledge. And so one of my favorite parts about your books are those little nuggets of wisdom. So after every, you know, section, you have what I learned, like what you took away and, and how the reader can then go about owning their own power, owning your power. That's your hashtag. So can you speak to that a little bit? It's the only person who can heal you is you. There are all kinds of tools out there, um, but you really have to, to own your power. And it's, it's that heat shield or, you know, whatever the, the Star Wars, you know, the, the, the shields that come down. It, it's, it's figuring out how to let the good in and stop the bad. And I, that's something I've struggled with my whole life. The bad can just come pouring in like a rainstorm, but trying to, this, and the good just bounce right off. I used to tell people, you know, not a lot of people, but a few people, I always felt like I lived my life in a phone booth. 
and all the good just, you know, bounced off the, the oh. plexiglass of a phone booth and young people won't even know what a phone booth is. So, <laughs> um, but, but, um, but, you know, but, but the, the negative could always get, you know, like a little door at the front, the negative could always come in. Um, but it was, but it was hard. And, and so, um, what I, what I tried to put in the book are, these are not earth shattering learnings, but for me to be here today and for me to be at this place where I'm actually in a very content part of my life is I, there were small actions that I took along the way. Um, you know, I think everybody always, you know, the, you know, the cavalry is going to come in or the, you know, you know, somebody's going to come in and save you. You have to save yourself and you have to, you really have to say, I want this bad enough and it's going to be hard and it's going to be painful because again, um, it is so much easier to lay on the ground than it is to, to pick yourself back up when, when, when you've been knocked down. But, you know, these tools, if they're helpful, then I will be, you know, to me, that will be a huge reward from writing this book. And they, and I'm not expecting people to take my tools and use them. These are just some tools and some, some, op, you know, some options that may or may not help you, but, but for, you know, situational to yourself, what, what are the, what are the small things you can do? You know, owning your power is such a big hashtag, but it's a step, step I'm sorry, it's a set of incremental steps where you do something every day. You just, every day and it builds and it builds and it builds and it builds. And until you're like, wow, you know what? I have hierarchical power. I have organizational power, but now I have personal power. And there's a big Ooh. difference um, yes. in, my, in my life and my jobs. I have hierarchical and organizational power. And I know I have personal power, but really harnessing that and feeling it, you know, I had to replace, you know, if my, if my, if your body's 80% water or whatever, you know, 77% of my water was shame. And I had to replace all that shame with personal power. And it just built over time. I love this message. First of all, I love the shield idea. Like, you know, don't let those bastards in or don't <laughs> let them, don't let them dictate your life and, <laughs> and taking and owning your own power. I love this idea of, you know, I see you now like stepping out of that phone booth and you're like, I have like repellent for all the negative, like, and you know, you're, you're so strong and, and powerful and, and almost like that expression, I'm rubber and you're glue, like whatever you say bounces off me and sticks to you. Like it's, I forgot I, about I, that one. Yeah. yeah isn't that a good one? Anyway, yeah. so I think that like, I really love this element of your book. And I love that, um, you know, you're helping the reader take little nuggets from your learning and your wisdom. And I just love this idea of baby steps. It's not going to happen overnight. Like, you know, suddenly you have all your power, but it's incremental. And I love that you bring up uh, Atomic Habits, James Clear. I love his book about, it's almost like a compound effect of if we are taking, you know, steps every day, one foot in front of the, even if it's just getting out of bed and making your bed. Um, that is, you know, one step. And so I love that your book has, has that message of hope and redemption and 
Um, and so I do want to touch on, we, we are about to go into your launch party and there's people showing up in our waiting room. So we're so <laughs> excited, but your book is going to be available. It is available today when this podcast is live, still standing from self-loathing to self-love, the art of turning pain into power. And you've definitely done that. You've turned your pain into power. I do want to touch on one last thing just before I let you go is Tell us about um, 10% of the profits you are donating and you're supporting charities. Tell us a little bit about that. So there are, you know, there's so many really, really worthy groups that I would like to, to support. And so if this book in some way can help uh, some of the places that I have lived and some of the, the, the things that I've been passionate about. So in my hometown of Granite City, Illinois, uh, there is a, a shelter and so ten, I'll, I'll split whatever I get three ways. Um, there is a, in Nashville, a, a, an organization called Thistle Farms that takes women out of trafficking. And it's just my personal opinion that many of the women who end up trafficked or, or in prostitution likely were, were sexually abused as children like I was. And so that's something that, I, you know, a, 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 an organization like to support. And then I created... I can't believe now it's like, uh, I guess it's been 13 years ago, an organization in the South when I was in Nashville to support young girls going into STEM. You know, I'm fortunate, I'm intelligent. And I, I you know, one of the things I absolutely believe is that I have, I have a public school, high school, undergraduate and MBA, and the ability to support education and in my case, what I was good at was math and science. So supporting young girls who want to go into math and science, but particularly those that, that don't necessarily have the means. So those are the three different uh, charities that 10% of the profits will support. Oh, so they're not Automotive Women's Forum. Forgot to say the, the title. Yeah. yeah. And I just want to celebrate that. And just it shows you your selflessness and it shows you, you know, the power that you have. And I think I'm glitching. Can you still hear me? I can still hear you. Yes. Oh, good. Thank you. And I just want to celebrate your book being available to the world. And of course, listeners, you're going to want to grab your copy. I always say that I will do book giveaways. I do this for all my author visits. And what I'll do is if you take a screenshot of our episode today on the podcast uh, and share it with your social, of course, tag us in it. I'm going to give away five copies of uh, S. Jane's book. Um, and I am so happy to do that. And I know you're going to want to get a copy as well. So thank you so much for being on the show. And if there's just one last thing you want to say, what would it be? That I want everyone to know that they have their power, own your power. And no matter, well, I, I don't want to, I don't want to underplay it. And I'm going to say no matter how much pain you've been through, but even if you've been through trauma, loss, poverty, you can still be standing by owning your power. If you like this podcast that's like personal training for your mind, you've got to come over to my website at andreaseidel.com where I help people read, write, and publish books. I believe books change lives. So whose life will you touch with your book?
If you've been thinking about writing a book or, you know, you've lacked the time, maybe the focus and the know-how to get it done, or you've been wanting to publish your own work, well, look no further. Spend no more time wasting trying to figure it all out because I'm your girl. I am a book doula. I actually help people painlessly give birth to their books through book birthing. So let's turn that dream into achievement through birthing your own book because books change lives. So head on over to my website to find out more about that as well. Be sure to subscribe here so that you get the latest episode. And of course, share this with your friends, write a review because it really helps grow the show. And finally, I just want to thank you so much for joining me, not only today, but also week after week. I'm just so grateful that I get to show up and read all these books and share the learning experience with you. So until next week, I'm sending hugs.